Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. I saw this young lady on Twitter celebrating herself, and I was there with her. She opened a beauty club. It is the L.A. Beauty Club, and let me welcome to the show Shiva Ahmadi. Congratulations and welcome. Thank you for being here. This is very really exciting. This is my first interview like this. Is it? Oh, listen. Um, she, you you tweeted some days. I really can't believe it. A black woman owned beauty supply store in L.A. One two four five South La Brea Avenue, Los Angeles, California nine zero zero one nine, and I, my heart smiled. You know, because I grew up in a neighborhood in a hood where um there were not one but two. Korean-owned beauty supply stores within a two-block radius. And I was like, why do we need all of this? In every single community that is us, somebody else is in there bringing those dollars out. And that's my only beef with it. If they lived there, that would be great. If those dollars were circulating in our community, that would be great. But they're not. And that means our wealth is leaving. So talk to me about how you were able to do this, Shiva. Yeah, so I grew up in a very similar environment. I grew up in um, Prince George's County, Maryland. And there, I think now, are a few um, Black-owned beauty supplies in the region, but it really wasn't a thing when I was growing up. And I never really, it was so, so normal to me. I, I honestly never really thought there was anything wrong with it until I you know, went through my 20s. And like right around like the, a few years ago, really, like when I hit like 27, 28, I started being like, wait a minute, like, hold on. This is not making a whole lot of sense. Um, I had a really bad experience in a beauty supply store in Brooklyn. I used to live in Brooklyn. Um, I had a terrible experience one day and I don't even know what it was. It was just something about that day. It was just like, it just, it just was like the nail in the coffin for me. I never went back after that. And I was just like, I'm just gonna either start making my own products or I'm gonna figure this out. Once I started doing a little bit of research about it and seeing like literally 3% of the beauty supply stores in the United States are black owned, which is crazy. Um, yeah, I started looking for ways to make it happen. I started doing more research, building up my business plan. I didn't even have the money at the time. Um, I had no investors or anything yet. I didn't even really know if I was going to be able to pull it off back then. That was like a few years ago, but it all came together. I found the right people who, you know, also wanted to support and thought it was a great idea. And we made it happen. A lot of blessed and tears went into it, honestly. Listen, that is a multi-billion dollar industry that is, yes, is. primarily supported by black dollars, right? Well, that uh, is 86%, 86%. I didn't even know 86%. it was that high. 86%, but 86%. yet 2% own. Do the math, people. 3% own, 86% money in three percent out this math does not work for me okay so talk to me about the obstacles because in order to be a beauty yeah. supply uh spot you have to have a distrib you know you have to have a connect yeah <laughs> you have to have a connect so, and that connect is tied up right that connect is very tied up the the connect is very tied up definitely um they also i mean they also create more obstacles like once you find the suppliers, okay, so first off, finding, finding the suppliers is like a journey in itself. Really, I just put all my resources together. I have some very intelligent friends who are just really smart and resourceful. We all just band together and basically just started doing the research. After we, you know, dug and dug and dug for, really it took like months, honestly, 
just dug and dug and dug, a lot, a lot of runaround, a lot of no responses, a lot of hang up calls, you know, that type oh, wow. of stuff. Finally, yeah, it's, it's kind of ruthless, but finally, actually, we called, we got in touch over email with um, the one of the people who works at Curls, which is a black owned um, hair care brand um, for textured hair. And to make a long story short, she's actually the one who gave us the first in. She gave us the first in and told her, told us one of the distributors that they distribute with. After we found that one, it was just like the floodgates open. It was just like we were able to kind of maneuver around things a little bit more and dig dig around and figure out who we might be able to get to sell to us. And once we did, then the next obstacle really becomes, which is what I think is the biggest hurdle, honestly, is the minimums. So they'll sell maybe, you know, their friend over here is oh, a $2,000 minimum, or maybe it's no minimum for these people. But for us, it'll be like a $15,000 minimum for just one product, like one type wow. of product, which is obviously what small business is trying to spend 15K on just one, you know what I mean? Just braiding hair or like just crochet hair. Like that's, that's like unrealistic, right? So a lot of them do that. But fortunately, I also got in touch with, after some digging, found out there's some like secret Facebook groups of kind of like a black beauty supply alliance. Um, it's like the underground thinking, railroad of black, yeah. <laughs> black beauty. Come on through yeah. y'all. No, it is absolutely a thing. I actually, I would pull up to the ones that I could find that were in like Southern California. I would pull up and talk to the people there and ask them what they do and what their situation is. Can we buy together? How can we figure this out? And fortunately that was the way that I was really able to make it happen was just using my resources, getting like, putting my feet to the pavement really, and just like pulling up and going to talk to people and see how we could work together to place the orders. And then from that point, it just kind of grew and I was able to open my own accounts and stuff like that. Once they see you're more established and they're like, oh, okay, they have the money. So, all right, we're gonna, you know, we don't wanna lose out on the bread. That's how they see it. So you open your doors, talk about the first day you open your doors. So we were actually online for a year first. Oh. But there's certain items. Okay. Yeah, we were online Pause, because I, I think people need to hear that. So you were yeah. online exclusively for a year, building your brand and your audience. Correct. Really smart. Really Correct. smart. So we did a year online first, but then there are certain items, there's certain products that they won't allow you to really, they don't really want them sold online if you don't have a commercial space, that type of thing. We also really wanted to be in the community and have that physical presence. You know what I mean? Just like how you know, the traditional beauty supply stores have, we really wanted to be in there and like be interfacing with people. So the first day that we opened was, I cried like multiple times <laughs> just because I, you know, it's a scary experience because it's different. Not only are we a black owned beauty supply, but we also have like a little bit more of an experiential twist in terms of like our aesthetic, how you're greeted, you know, the area that we're in, there are some beauty supply stores that are relatively close by that have been there for a very long time. So we were really worried, like, is anybody going to pull up? And then they did. And I was just like, we, we were packed. Like the first day that we opened, we were, it was packed. And then Twitter just made that even like amplified even more. We actually sold out of a ton of stuff and had to like reorder a whole nother inventory in our first month. Like it. it was crazy. I love it. LA, you're you're from the DMV. You you yes. lived in Brooklyn. What is it about LA, La Brea, 
Los Angeles. What is it about L.A.? So the thing about L.A., I feel like I grew up in a very black area. DMV is very black. Anybody who's ever been to the DMV or lived there will tell you it's a very black area. It's, you know, uh, I think it's one of the most educated black regions actually in the United States. Um, but one thing that's really common there is that people really you get out of college and you just go get a government job. You don't really see a lot of like this type of entrepreneurship typically, or at least when I was growing up, things have changed because you know, the internet now and everything, but it's a little bit different. And I feel like when I moved to LA, one thing that I loved to see, there's a lot of black business, like a lot. And it's not like black businesses that are just holding the walls. Not that there's anything wrong with holding the walls. Sometimes they have the best food, they have great customer service, so forth but you don't really necessarily see a lot of elevated physical brick and mortar businesses in the area that I'm from. And when I came to LA and saw that, it was really inspiring because I'm like, wow, like we can also have these businesses on that level and create those experiences and those interactions for ourselves with that cultural context that only we have. And also too, I feel like another thing that was really special about LA, at least for me was one thing that I noticed is like, once you go above Pico, like if you're looking at a map of LA, once you go under Pico is like South LA, then you have all the beauty supply stores. There's like tons of these, there's a beauty supply on every corner at that point. But once you go up from Pico, when there's like more like black affluent, I guess you could say, mm. um, community, there's, there's a lot less of them. And even the people who live in our like immediate vicinity, who come and visit us are like, dang, we've been waiting for this for a really long time. We had one other guy for a little while, but fortunately he closed down. COVID kind of took him out, but like we have nowhere to go but to the Koreans. We have to drive south to get to the Koreans to get our stuff. Well, no so more. I think that was also, no more. You know? Y'all got LA Beauty Club, LA Beauty Club. Shiva is there. We're going to tweet out all the information if you're in LA or if you're traveling to LA. Please check it out on South La Brea. Thank you so much for being here today. This is amazing. Yes. Thank you for having me. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to The Karen Hunter Show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.